Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Taking Control of Your Diabetes podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Jeremy Pettis, um, and I'm usually joined by my esteemed colleague and co-host, Dr. Steve Edelman, but we gave him the day off for a very, very special edition of the podcast that is honestly completely different. So today, we're not going to be talking about anything really medical at all with diabetes, we're going to be talking about the songs of diabetes, and I'm going to introduce my very important co-host in a second. But, you know, what are the songs of, of you know, TCOID? So if you follow us, you know, in any way, hopefully you know that on our website we have probably 10 or so now full-length original music videos that we've created completely in-house. You can listen to all these songs on Spotify or wherever else you listen to music. And people often ask us, you know, how do you, how did this come to be? You know, why is this a thing that you guys do? So here with me is my good friend and colleague at TCYD, Eric Berg. And real quick, Eric has been, you know, with the organization a number of years now, but he's really the brains, not just behind, you know, all the songs, but is actually the one who, you know, produces the podcast. So he's here with Steve and I at every podcast, but kind of, we don't give him a mic. So today we decided to give him a mic and have him uh, walk us through all the songs of TCYD. So say hi, Eric. Hello, Jeremy. Hi. It's weird to be talking into this thing. I know. I didn't know you could speak. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you. So, yeah, so, you know, it was actually fun kind of preparing this with Eric, and he's done a lot of work of preparing these clips and how these songs were made. And it was really a trip down memory lane for us in terms of, again, how did this come to be? And we were talking about, you know, why did songs become, you know, part of TCOID? And really the first time that this happened was at our one conference, which just so happens to be coming up again um, the weekend of August 18th. So if you're listening to this, you know, now you still have time to register. It's a whole weekend kind of conference retreat for people with type 1 diabetes. We have like six, 700 type 1s from all over the country come. It's I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. And at one of these one conferences a number of years ago, um, somehow it just kind of came up like, hey, Jeremy, you play guitar. Would you like to play a song? And I said, well, okay. And, you know, I had, you know, been thinking about this idea of, you know, the song Cats in the Cradle. And that is a song that kind of walks through a child's life. You know, it starts when he's born and then when he's, I don't know, eight years old and then when he's going to college, et cetera. So it's just kind of this, this story of somebody's life. And I thought that would be a good idea to, you know, just make that into a, a song about the life of, of, of somebody with type one, what it's like when you're diagnosed, what it's like having for 10 years, what it's like having it, you know, for 25 years. And it just kind of lends itself to, to that story. Yeah. So I remember when I was at that uh, one event at the after party in Steve's hotel room, and I remember thinking, this guy's good <laughs> for what I remember thinking that was, and it was really funny. I remember how funny it was. That was actually the first thing I remember. Um, but I remember when, um, when we were talking about uh, what to do for the virtual version of one. Uh, we were talking about all these different things we could do. And we talked about, well, Jeremy had this song, this kind of cats in the cradle thing that he did. And I remember really liking that. And I thought, well, what we could do is let's make a cool video out of that, but let's actually record the song in a, in a real way, really produce it, you know, not just Jeremy and a guitar. And so, um, well, I we think, did that. You know, the irony of all this, now that I'm thinking about it, is that you were there really to kind of like film and take pictures of the conference. <laughs> and here I was playing, you know, on stage, not realizing 
that you are, and you're very modest, but there's no doubt a far superior musician. <laughs> musician. And I'm up there kind of thinking I'm doing my thing, having no idea that you had this background in music at all. So, so tell us a little bit about that. You yeah. kind of had this hidden talent that, that, that we brought out because of this, but <laughs> where did it come from? Yeah, so I come from a very musical family, for one. So my mom was a, or is still, a choir director at her church. She taught private voice singing lessons in our home. My sister has an incredible voice. My uh, dad plays a little bit of guitar. My grandma was a great singer. So it's just a lot of music in my family. And from the time I was maybe five years old or so, my sister and my mom and I, we were like this little singing <laughs> family trio that would kind of tour across different churches in California, like on Sundays and things like that. And we were like the Partridge family of <laughs> churches in California. And so, like I said, from the time I was five until I was uh, 18 or so, I was playing a guitar in church on Sunday or singing or doing something. So that was like, that started all my, and then we were involved in musical theater. Um, yeah. And then I started playing guitar when I was about 10 years old and got really into that. And then the 90s happened when I was a teenager. And so I got really into Nirvana and that mm -hmm. whole scene. Um, and so I've just been around and playing music and it's been in many, many bands. And I remember uh, you telling me that you're the kid that you'd hear a song and you just played it over and over and over again. So you got it just for sure. Yeah. I mean, perfection. I was, I was totally that kid that sat on the edge of his bed every day after school, learning every guitar part, every bass part, every drum part to all my favorite records, just all I did. Um, and then I started writing my own songs for the bands that I was playing in. Um, and yeah, so that was really, that was where I kind of got my stuff. Yeah. I was the exact opposite. I'd kind of play a song and be like, that's good enough. And then, you know, so I started playing when I was like 15 and just kind of like fumbled around with it and like never really took it that, you know, seriously. Yeah. But, you know, again, well, I've seen you play the piano though, and you are a very good piano player. <laughs> very good. Um, but so again, here you are hired for TCOID. Nowhere in your job description is probably the word <laughs> music or audio recording or anything. So again, coming back to this Cats in the Cradle song, I remember you saying like, hey, we could record it. Um, but, you know, when you played it, it was it was, you know, a little loose, a.k.a. sloppy. And you said, you know, maybe we can kind of tighten it up. And I said, OK. And I never heard you play like the guitar and anything. And you come back with this like highly polished, like, you know, like audio, like, you know, uh, of the, the guitar and, you know, kind of drums and stuff. And I was like, OK. You know, and then it was going to be my my job to kind of put the, 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 the vocals to that one. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know, anything more to say about that one? Well, I mean, it was, I remember when I was going to do it, I thought, okay, I got to do this right because I can't, I can't be all talk. I can't say, yeah, we can make a really cool song, cool production out of this. So I did really want to put some good effort into it. And I'm really happy with that one turned out. It's a really great kind of vocal bridge towards mm -hmm. the end that I really like. But um, yeah, it's a really fun song. This is all Eric, by the way. <laughs>
So, yeah. So when the first time I performed this was live at the one conference and people loved it. The fun thing that we did then is we made it into a music video. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, check it out on the website. But, you know, I got to be kind of nerdy 15 year old Jeremy and a teeny and a, and a Pearl Jam shirt. And then we had to buy a like fake braces, fake braces for me. Yes. So another really fun part of this is thinking about the lyrics and then bringing them to life visually. Yeah. yeah. And that again is Eric filming all these things and editing those and putting that together. Um, so, and then I think to make me a teenager, I just wore like a bas- backwards, backwards baseball hat. hat and that was, that, that was it. <laughs> so yeah, that was, and that's how it, it started. That was how it started. Yeah. 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 So then, then walk us through what happened next, as you remember it. Yeah, so I think only about a month later, we were um, talking about the next one conference. So this was this was in probably September or so of 2020. We were in like the height of COVID quarantine and all that stuff. And T. Sweaty was really still trying to figure out, you know, how to become, how to take what we've been have been doing for 25 plus years and be able to do it virtually, do it online. And so we were planning our first one conference, but to do it online, to do it virtually. And the Cats in the Cradle song, I thought, went so well. I thought, mm-hmm. I think I could actually write kind of an original song or a theme song for one. Um, and I can propose that to you and to Steve. And, and I think said, we thought this was so important, now I'm remembering too, for one specifically, mm-hmm. because a big part of that is, is about the community. And here we yeah. were trying to do it virtually. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we need a song, something to kind of like bring people bring together. Bring it together, yeah. yeah. For sure. So when... Uh, we're working on these songs. It's really got to kind of check three boxes. One, it's got to be a good song. It's got to be. It's got to sound good. It's got to have a good melody. It's got to be catchy, right? Uh, it's got to be funny for sure, because that's gonna then help it make or help make it more memorable. And then most importantly, it's got to be relatable. Like we said earlier, there's got to be something in it, uh, or the people listening to the song have to be able to hear themselves in it or see themselves in the video even. Um, and so when I first started writing the lyrics for this first one song, I felt like I had been around TCUID long enough to be able to convey that experience of living with diabetes. Um, and so I got a decent start on on some of the lyrics and then brought those to you and said, okay, where, where can we go with these? And that was a, it's a formula that we've used quite a bit yeah. that you'll come up with the song and, you know, basically the whole song and then I'll help out with the lyrics and to mm-hmm. varying degrees. Uh, but this is one that I think we really kind of, that worked well. You came yeah. with like the whole thing and then just starting to think of relatable type one stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember we kind of sat down and I, I think we said like, okay, so this line has six syllables. Mm-hmm. Okay, you take these two lines. These both have six. This, these two lines have nine syllables. I'll take those. Yeah. <laughs> because when I, when I write songs, I almost always write melodies and things first yeah. and then come back and fit lyrics into them. So to me, it's very difficult to just essentially write a poem or right. something like that and then fit it to music. It just doesn't, my brain doesn't work that way. So when I write a melody, I then have to kind of find words that fit into it, which is a challenge for sure. But um, it's kind of like you're working on a puzzle in a way. And in fact, the original version of the song sounded nothing like the final version because I couldn't really find ways to, I, I had these, I had melody in mind that I couldn't find words to fit within those, mm-hmm. within that melody, within the correct amount of syllables. Um, and so it, it didn't really kind of go anywhere at first. So I do have a clip of a demo of that first original version that doesn't sound anything like the final version, except some of the lyrics are the same, but I thought it'd be kind of cool just to kind of hear the evolution of the song as I was writing. This is you on your iPhone? Yes, yeah, so this is just me on my, on my phone. Yeah. I, all of my songs kind of just start as demos on my phone. And they almost always start with some lyrics, and then I'll just, you'll hear it. The midnight lows, the morning highs, 
still like this melody. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, so that that's just kind of cool to see how the song kind of started as something totally different than it ended And those up are the becoming. lyrics that we ended up using. Those it's are, just a yeah. Completely different melody. Totally different melody. So then when you go to like kind of the, and I remember working on that for a few days and it just wasn't going anywhere and it was making me crazy. And then I finally kind of stumbled on a totally new melody, different guitar part. And then this clip is, is actually kind of cool because you can kind of hear, um, I'm kind of writing the song as I go along, not just lyrically, but even kind of musically. You can hear like a pause. I'm just kind of figuring out where the next kind of chord might go and which ended up becoming kind of how the song actually went. So I just thought that'd be kind of cool to play here. So at this point, this is really all I had in the song. This kind of melody, this guitar. And then it... And I just kind of stumbled into that chord, which then kind of just took me into this chord. And then that melody just kind of came out of nowhere as I was playing it. Yeah. For me, songwriting is kind of like turning the dial on a real staticky radio, right? You just kind of keep turning it and turning it until all of a sudden, boom, you, you can hear something. You hear it, you hear whether it's a melody or a chord progression or a guitar riff or something like that. And if you just happen to be in the right place at the right time to hear it, to kind of tune into that thing, um, that can become a song. That's such a good riff. Good riff. Yeah. The midnight lows and, and this is one of the few songs that we kind of went back and forth. Yeah, we did kind of singing. Full, yep. The CGMs and skipping by. I remember the original line was the way my endo uh, talks to me and then you suggest it's CBS which is so much funnier so simple but it really sucks sometimes so let's do this thing together bring the beer up bring the lines as we Yeah, that, like that again takes me back because you tasked me with a few lines, yeah. and I remember sitting in a coffee shop on my computer, and I was writing a grant, um, pretty heavy duty medical stuff, and just in the weeds with you know science, and I was like, I'm gonna take a break and work on some song lyrics, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I just remember just kind of staring off into the distance, just yeah. thinking, that's how it goes, you know, like what should I, what could I possibly write here. But for me, it's always just such an interesting transition between like my day job, I mm-hmm. suppose, as mm-hmm. it is for you too. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's very enjoyable. And then in terms of, you know, the recording process, usually we'll like, you know, Eric will kind of put it all together, have the song ready to go, and then we'll pick one day where we'll actually put the the lyrics to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we did for this one. And then we put the the video together kind of last. And this one was a cool concept because again, it was the first one conference where we were really bummed to be kind of not together. Yeah. And so what we decided to do 
is reach out to our friends that were going to come and speak at the conference. A lot of them living with type one, actually all the people in the video yeah. had type one and we kind of gave them one line to, to sing along to mm-hmm. and then um, had them film it like over zoom or whatever yeah. they could do to yeah. put it all together. So it still had this community feeling because yeah. we had all these people kind of singing the song, even though they weren't with us. It was like Brady Bunch, you know, yeah. it was like the squares totally of all the different cool. people sing along and it. Yeah. I think it actually worked out really well because yeah, yeah for everyone being so physically far apart, but it really, I think it was effective in kind of making it feel like we were all there together. It was, it was. All right. So that was an awesome one. So then, you know, we're kind of building momentum at this point. This was still, I would say kind of a pet project of mostly Eric's and in mine and the rest of the TCOID game was like supportive of it, of course, but it wasn't like, this is something that we have to do. These, both these songs just kind of felt like cool one-off projects that we did, you know? Um, and then with the next conference we were working on, which was in December, I thought, well, what other kind of song then could we do for this one? And instead of writing something from scratch, we thought, well, you know, it's Christmas holiday theme related. Um, we thought we would do something based on, um, an existing Christmas song, kind of like what you did with cats in the cradle. And so this one, well, I really love it and it turned out really great. It wasn't as much of a, a challenge in terms of having to write the song and the music and all that stuff, because we just base it off of, um, rocking around the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I have. Um, and that's important because, you know, that's in public domain, so we can't right. use that. And all these other songs are completely original. Yeah. Um, and so we can put them on Spotify mm-hmm. and everywhere. And nobody's going to get mad at us because there are your songs. Yeah. So this little clip is fun because this is me when the original dem- demo after I had, I think I wrote these lyrics on my own, probably because I waited till the last minute <laughs> or until we had to film, which is kind of my style sometimes. So I think I wrote all of these. So this is just a demo of me kind of running through the song. It segues into the actual recording of the song. One, two, three, four. I'm tired of my diabetes and the crap that comes with it. The holiday times are especially rough and I'm an endocrinologist. CGM won't stop screaming at me No, the highs and lows won't stop Dinner guests showing up at three But I still haven't had time to shop You can get a very funny feeling When you're low Children screaming, in-laws fighting Find me in the bathroom crying Tired of my diabetes Will you pass me six cookies Don't even say a word to me Keep your thoughts to yourself, please It's the real finished product So cool The Elvis Oz Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tired of my so yeah i just took it to come in the finish line and it was my vocals on that's that. right you brought it home with those lead vocals <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite part about that song and it's i is absolutely the, my favorite lyric i've ever written not just for tcrd songs but any song is lips lancets use syringes on this shit my whole life hinges <laughs> And then again, I'm thinking about filming this. So we had to be extra creative here because it's obviously just the two of us. 
And again, we're filming this in the TCYD office. It's literally just Eric and I. Um, Eric is doing all the filming and editing. And I think we ended up with like at least three Eric's in the video and two Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, So you were playing guitar and bass and Mm -hmm. drumming. So you'd have to set up the drums and film yourself (laughs) and then the guitar and film yourself and then put it all together. So it looked like, you know, we were in a band Mm -hmm. Um, at a Christmas party at a Christmas party. It actually (laughs) came together really well. And and actually you were, we were playing that lyric about find me in the bathroom crying. Mm -hmm. You're like, Hey, can you get me a a picture of you (laughs) crying in the bathroom? We 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 forgot to film it that day. So, So we can just splice it in. And I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? So I was trying to take selfies of myself, like crying on the toilet, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't working. And so I enlisted the help of my son, who was probably four or five, maybe at the time. And right. I'm like, hey, can you take a picture of daddy crying in the, <laughs> on the toilet? And he's like, me in. Okay. Yeah. Sure, daddy. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, look out for that when you see the that's good the video. So that was yeah. a, that was a good one, and just everyone knows that song, and we just put some great lyrics to it as, yeah. as usual it's one so, of my favorites yeah, actually it's, it's really, really fun. good it's a good song all right so walk us through the next one then yeah so when it comes to diabetes rocks i feel like you were saying when we were kind of preparing for this this is when things kind of got to start get serious mm-hmm. with tcyd with, with the songs of tcyd <laughs> so we had this theme uh which was um taboo topics right so we were talking about how diabetes had you know its effects on um uh, sex and like drinking, drinking, and diabetes, alcohol. Diabetes, it was all like marijuana. sex, drugs, rock and roll, all that stuff, you know, kind of taboo topics and how they related to diabetes. So we thought, well, we ha- if we're, we're going to talk about sex and drugs and all those things, we got to write some kind of rock song, you know? So the, immediately the vibe I kind of wanted to go for was somewhere between like Spinal Tap and uh, Motley Crue or something like that. Um, and so that's kind of really kind of where it started. And, and also we're, um, Steve got really excited. He got really excited. You know, he about wanted to be a part of this one, and so did some of our other endos that we work with here to uh, Trish and Schaefer. But this this rock song is this awesome. was I remember the first one because I think the other videos had only really been just with you and I mm-hmm. in them, and this was the first one where Steve was like, "Yeah, I, I really want to be yeah, in this one." But he kind of like was like <laughs> sheepish about it because yeah. like he, I think he wanted to be all in all of them, but totally. then he's like, "Can I please be in this one?" I'm like, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So yeah, we got a good wig for him, mm-hmm. um, but this one started again just as a, a car a, a demo in my car driving around i think that's what this one is let's play this one and see what it sounds like i'm at the doctor check my a1c so you hear the ac yep. driving in your car and you're just driving along my phone is just full of these things <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Drums and everything on yeah, the steering no, wheel. That was pretty close doing to the, the full drum solo too. there. Yeah. I love that. I'm a pretty okay guitar player when it comes to playing s- solos, but I'm not very good at just improvising solos. I have to kind of work them out either in my head or sometimes I'll sing a solo because I can just improvise singing way better than I can playing. So sometimes I'll sing a guitar solo idea into my phone and then go figure out how to play it on, on guitar. Um, and so this is one of those ideas that did not make it onto the final recording, probably for good reason, as you'll hear. But I just wanted to play this for you. I guess mainly just to embarrass myself. But here we go. <laughs> 
Uh, I just imagine you like under the covers, like go to bed, Eric. Yeah, well, that's actually probably very true because a lot of these ideas come to me, you know, late at night when like the kids are sleeping, or I gotta like go into the bathroom because my other kids are what they're doing, whatever they're doing, they're probably playing the piano already or something. But um, and then when we came time to actually record the song, uh, I remember saying to Jeremy, I said, "Okay, man, you got to do." your best Vince Neil. Like you've got to really, really envision yourself in those leather pants, which we ended up getting for the video shoot. And Vince Neil, the lead singer of Motley Crue. Of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, so, and I got to say, Jeremy nailed it. He, he really, in fact, I think I remember having to say to him, maybe not so much Vince Neil <laughs> yeah. on a couple takes, but um, it was, uh, this, it's a good, it's still absolutely one of my favorites. I'm at the doctor, check my A1. This really is like Spinal Tap yeah. with Vince Neil yeah. singing, yeah. Working out and I'm feeling good. Leather pants fit like they should. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So if you got type one, or if you got type two, and TCOID, we'll be there for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. It's classic. It's Steve's favorite for sure. It is. <laughs> you know, and again, I was thinking about like making these. And so obviously when we're like, you know, one of the lines was leather pants fitting like they should. So, you know, people are like, yeah, we got to get you in these red leather pants. And I'm like, all right. So again, when we're filming the video, it's just me and Eric here. And he's like, I think it would be funny if you just kind of like, you know, face the other way and just like shake your butt. And he was like, you know, filming me down low and like coming up slow. I like was shaking my butt and he was just like, no, let's do it again. <laughs> just the two of us just like filming me shaking my butt like over and For over like again. 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did we get it? You're like, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, this is our job, Jeremy. Yeah, this exactly. is our job. And then we got to talk about the Steve, you know, line that we loved. We're making fun of him. That's right. Yeah. So this was this was in February of 2021, and this was like we were, everybody was waiting for the COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff, and so we put this. And this was when older people, yeah. is that the polite way to say it, older people were getting the vaccine first, and so we put that line in there. Uh, still waiting for the new vaccine. Steve already got it because he's older than me. And then we all pop up and say, "Buy a lot." Yeah, we, we, I remember <laughs> sitting down and we were saying, like, "What if we just added like a." By a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, we laughed so hard when yeah. we were working on that. And then, so that's probably my favorite part of the video. And of for course, sure. we got to mention uh, Doctors Schaefer Bader and Trisha Santos, who made an incredible cameo appearances in this video mm-hmm. with their. I mean, I've never seen Schaefer concentrate so hard on anything than when he was. I was showing him how to play the drums yeah. on that thing. He was just one, two, three, four, one, two, three. He was really working hard. Oh, and on that Trish thing. was she, rocking the bass. She I mean, was these rocking are people the that have never played a musical instrument. I don't think either of them yeah. in their lives, but um, they did awesome. And of course, Steve oh. practicing shredding his guitar. I remember he like was that. playing the guitar with his teeth at one yeah. point. I mean, yeah, he really <laughs> stepped into the, into the role. All right, so that was Diabetes Rocks. Um, moving along kind of the timeline of, of the evolution of the TCOAD songs, what did we, what did we do next? So we had this, the next theme of one of our conferences was diabetes paradise, right? And the idea was, um, we were going to write a song that was kind of about what it would be like really just if diabetes just went away, 
living in paradise. I don't have to worry about my diabetes. And I remember the very first line I wrote was, you know, instead of two shots of insulin, it's two shots of rum, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, this paradise theme, it's got to have kind of a Hawaiian feel. My daughter had this ukulele. This kind of all worked out perfect. I remember writing the chorus for this very quickly. It came to me almost right away. And I sent um, a demo of that um, chorus to Jeremy that goes like this. One, two. Instead of two shots of insulin, it's two shots of rum. Instead of counting carbs, I'm eating every last crumb. Instead of CGMs, pumps, and meters, cauliflower rice, I'm living in a diabetes paradise. <laughs> so that was fun, and I was really excited about that, Yeah, just from the chorus. And I sent that to you, and I remember you saying something like, awesome, love it, can't wait to work on it. But what do you think about adding some kind of like big Beach Boys vocal harmony thing somewhere in there? I thought, well, okay. <laughs> but I was immediately sold on it because I'm a, I don't even know if you knew this at the time, but no, I'm, I like, I'm a, like a nerd about the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson specifically, huge, huge fan. Um, and so I was like, yes, absolutely, I can do that. Let, let, let's do that. And so I'll, I immediately recorded a little demo on my phone. I have like a multi-track recorder on my phone. So you can I can loop your Yeah, audio. I can like layer stacks of vocals and things. So I immediately that day kind of just did it on my phone um, and sent that to you. And so this is the, that very rough first demo of that Beach Boys vocal part. And then it segues into uh, the actual final recording. One, can you hear my kids in the background? One, two, I think that's Fun one. probably my favorite like audio thing that we've done. Maybe yeah. like that, like yeah. that harmony, and it it's just like good. really brings that song together. And like I'll rewind and listen to that part of that song over and over <laughs> again. Too. It's super good. <laughs> it is cool. Um, and then yeah, of course, just bringing that together visually. I think we had a lot of fun of just dressing me up and kind of like you know Hawaiian clothes. Yep. And I remember the one part I really remember is that there's there's something about. You know, I exercise now and I don't, I don't worry about it. Yes. And again, everybody's like, well, we got to dress you up in these like ridiculously short shorts. Each video, video, we just progressively make Jeremy's outfits more and more yeah. ridiculous. And I'm always game for it, but I'm like, oh gosh. But then here again, it's just like, you know, it's in the studio and Eric's like, well, just kind of like run in place in this ridiculous shorts and just pretend like you're waving at people. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I guess if you say so. God, um, I worked out in my head, Jeremy. Just exactly. Me. So I've learned, unlike Steve, just to go with it. Steve's always trying to like be like, well, what if we put the camera over here? And you're like, no. <laughs> just do this. Yeah. Just trust me. I remember next then was the the conference that we had that we actually called back to school. Yeah. So and it was because it was, you know, September, like time to back to school. And we we use that as, okay, maybe this is a time for people to re-engage with their diabetes mm-hmm. and kind of go back to diabetes school, if yep. you will, um, if people have kind of checked out or, or whatever, but just you know brushing up on diabetes knowledge. And you took that theme and kind of ran with it. When it come, came to writing the music for this, there wasn't really a specific 
musical theme to this one, kind of like Diabetes Paradise or uh, the Diabetes Rocks one. Those that kind of had the musical themes built into them. So for this one, I thought, well, I'm just kind of going to write like a rock song that I might just write for my any band I might play in or something. So I had had this kind of riff um, in my phone for a long time. I just went like this. Oh, oh. good riff, right? Yeah. This was just in my phone. Pretty rock and fun little riff. And yeah. so I just kind of started working with that. And that had been in my phone for probably, I don't know, months or maybe even years. And then just kind of started jamming some words along to that. I know this song so well, and to right. hear it kind of like coming together yeah. is really cool. <laughs> There's a line that just happened to come out, yeah. and that was a good one. So yeah. that made it into the final song, you know, because that, that's almost always as I'm just kind of writing the song, I'll just sing whatever comes out of my mouth. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's good, sometimes <laughs> it's not. Um, and so this is kind of cool because you can hear kind of the progression from that kind of rough version into the chorus, which is starting to sound a little bit more polished, but the lyrics are still kind of kind of two. weak here. One, two. Going back to school with TCOID learning A1. Almost getting there, getting there, yeah, nearly. <laughs> this next demo and the two before it were probably all within, you know, forty-five minutes or something like okay. that. So now it's just making a little bit more progress, and here's a much more defined chorus with, I think, most of the lyrics in this one now. Going back to school with TCOID Learn the time and range means more than A1 CSGLD2s Just might be right for mixing and won't do a thing All this I know now, baby Gotta get in those cinnamon references mm-hmm. whenever you can Well, that's I remember talking about that what, like, what are some ridiculous things? Well, yeah. you know, People taking cinnamon to cure their diabetes exactly. Drinking Jamba Juice, all that kind of stuff Right and then that really kind of built into the the final version of the song, which is definitely one of my favorites as well. One of my favorite videos too. It's a rocking song. Yeah, I mean, then you step it up. <laughs> the ooh, yeah. yeah. And this where we got in the graduation gowns, yeah, you know, with sunglasses, right? On, kind of the black background, mm-hmm. super cool. I remember giving you directions. They like sing it real staccato. Yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. Sent me this, 
um, with you singing it. And I remember listening to my car and I'm thinking, Oh, this is a pretty high note. Like, you know, it's just like <laughs> oh, over yeah. and over, like trying to sing it. Like, <laughs> am I going to be able to pull this off? Um, that one was super you fun. Did. And the video, yeah, it was cool too. Again, just like, and then, you know, me holding the Jamba juice and yes, studying all that cinnamon. stuff. Yeah. The videos really then are always the most fun part. Yeah. Of I mean, I love working on these songs at home and recording all the parts. I, I absolutely love it. But when you and I get in a room together to make these videos, it yeah. just brings the whole thing to life. And it's actually really fun writing these songs, knowing that they are going to have to be, um, you have to make a visual kind of representation mm-hmm. of it, right? It's one thing just to write a song, but to write something you know you're going to have to put some kind of visuals to yeah. makes it actually more fun. You know, makes it kind of, it's challenging, but it makes it really fun. <laughs> so the next one, you know, I keep saying this, but this, I think this might be my favorite song. I think this is my favorite too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell us the story of Just Like Me. Yeah. So Just Like Me came about, again, we didn't really, I don't even remember what conference this was tied to, to yeah. be honest. So uh, so we didn't have a kind of a musical theme or even, uh, I think, a lyrical theme for the conference. I remember you just came to me and said, I love Elton John. <laughs> we should write a song that kind of sounds like Elton John. And I thought, that sounds perfect. And I would love to do that. And but. To write a song like Elton John, what you really have to do is kind of write a song like Brian Wilson. Elton John was very much influenced by Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. And I've seen uh, many interviews and clips of Elton John talking about how he would build his songs kind of built around how Brian Wilson would, would write his songs. So I thought it would be kind of fun and get a little bit nerdy here, but to kind of give a couple examples of what that really looks like. So if so you're you playing got, a song, Eric's got a keyboard right I here. I got my keyboard here, mm-hmm. put in a different octave. So normally when you sit down at a piano and you're going to play some chords, you can usually play, not usually, but you're going to often play chords in your right hand and you're going to play bass notes in your left hand. Right? you got the chords in the right, bass notes in the left. And typically you would, whatever chords you're playing, in this example, in this song's in the key of F, if you're playing an F chord in the bass notes, you're going to play the root note of that F chord. I told you we we're going to get kind of nerdy here. And the root note of the F chord is F. So if you're going to play F chord, you're going to play a, a bass note of the root, which is F. Right? F in the right hand, F in the left hand. So that would be more typical of someone like Paul McCartney, say, uh, like Hey Jude, for example. Hey Jude. What Wilson would do very often is that instead of playing just the root note of that chord, he would play the fifth note in that chord. So in the example of F, you've got F as your first note, you've got A as your third, and you got C as your fifth note. And so Brian Wilson would play C as the root or as the bass note. So you get that chord instead of this. So Brian Wilson did that all the time, and it's kind of his signature stop down. I play. So Elton John would do that a lot too. Take a song like uh, Someone Save My Life Tonight, you got. Right, same same style. So when I started writing just like me, I was playing in the key of F, and so I knew I just had to put that C in the bass note. And it really just kind of came together very quickly. I probably wrote that whole song in, I don't know, probably 20 minutes, something like that. It was super cool because, yes, I love Elton John. And also for me, like singing, you were talking about before you kind of wanted me to do the staccato, mm-hmm. like, which just is the natural way I sing. And yep. like Elton John's a little bit more loosey goosey, yes, like, very. you know, with his vocals. So I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of wrote this, banged it out. And I don't know, um, I think we can only kind of have the final, final product on this one. But yeah, then what we, we did is um, we recorded all the the audio and then we thought it would be kind of cool um, to, for the video, 
kind of have it like this big, like me at like a, a piano and wearing some Elton John stuff. So we actually rented a recording studio, but ironically we didn't record a single <laughs> audio thing there. <laughs> right. It was just for the, the appearance of the studio yeah. and, you know, me at the piano and you shredding on the guitar. <laughs> and that was a super fun day. And by the way, that Eric's wife, Sherry has a little cameo in that video. She's, you know, kind of finger wagging me for eating a donut, I think. So, cause she was the, the only other person there that was helping us. My family won't stop telling me what to eat. They say you're gonna go blind or lose both of your feet. My CGM says I'm high, but you know that I'm feeling down. My doctor says do better, but I don't know how. Oz in the background. My insulin expired in 2012. And now my head is spinning round just like a carousel. But with TCO, I need it's true. They're here for me. Just like it just made me think too that i think kind of our special sauce for the lyrics is you know relatable stuff about diabetes being yep. a bummer this sucks yep. that sucks mm-hmm. but then always like the positive side of it i have to come back to that yeah yeah it's, it, would, it would be no fun if it's just all bummer yeah <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that yeah i always try to put some kind of but it's all going to be okay. Yeah. We're all in this together. You know, you're not the you're not alone. You're not the only one going through this. Because again, I feel like that's ultimately even what TCOID is about, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about you aren't the only one having to go through this, right? And 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 I think we just want our songs to reflect that same thing. References and really, literally everything we do is to be, about yeah, that. relatable and then uplifting. Yeah, for sure. All right, so our last, last song is not our last song that we've actually done, but the last one that we're going to do on this um you know podcast and um we're realizing that we got a lot of material to cover here which is fantastic so this one you know um well well, you tell this story because yeah so for the future of diabetes is is now this started with um the theme right so the theme for the conference was the future of diabetes is now which was going to be all about really just the latest greatest and advancements in in type 1 and type 2 and because we were had been sitting around at a, at a uh, team meeting one day talking about how the future of diabetes really is now. It's like we're living in the future. There's just so many advancements. It seems like every day, every couple of months, there's just something coming out. And we were talking about that. And we thought that what a great just concept for a uh, or a theme for a conference. And as soon as we, I don't remember who said the future of diabetes is now, that's going to be the theme. I remember Michelle was sitting next to me and I looked, I just turned at her and said, okay, we're going to write like an 80s futuristic kind of theme song. And it's going to go, the future is now, the future. <laughs> and it just popped right into my head and you right away. And so, um, when it came to writing this song, the one song that I kind of kept coming back to, kind of for inspiration, you know that song "Maniac" from Flashdance. Oh, of course, she's a maniac. <laughs> Great, amazing song, and just the tempo of that and the drums are so kind of just typical, kind of yeah. '80s sounding. And so the whole song is really pretty simple. It's really only, for the most part, it's mostly just kind of this bass part here, which I'll play. I've got this keyboard here. Yeah, that's I mean, really kind of the whole riff, and the song really doesn't change much from that. And then you've got just a very simple little drum part here. 
starts with that. Starting doing this in, in real time, playing them on the keyboards, right? Mm-hmm. So that was really kind of the start of that song. And then when you want to get your, I knew I wanted to have kind of a robotic, futury kind of sound, and kind of the easiest way to do that before even adding effects to my vocals, write a melody that was very kind of robotic, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of very monotone. And so that's why we, that's kind of how we ended up with this uh, melody here. Already kind of got like a futury robot kind of vibe just from the melody. And then to get real nerdy and technical, to get that kind of robot-y sound, I did one vocal part in, uh, in, in the octave that just kind of the melody is you would normally sing that sounds like this. By the 80s, you could check your bun with one finger prick. And then put a second one below that that's an octave lower. In 99, we saw our first CGM. Right, sounds ridiculous on its own. When the two are together, and soon you'll never, ever have to bring up this cool kind of future kind of 80s song. And this one also kind of wrote itself too mm-hmm. because it was so easy to compare and contrast how difficult and how crazy things used to be in the diabetes world yeah. to compare to how. Uh, comparatively anyway easy they are now right you know talking about from having to pee on test strips now you just look at your phone i mean like the difference between those two worlds is huge so it just made such a great and easy kind of topic to to write about it was probably this is probably the most fun song to write and then you know the video it's basically eric and i in these ridiculous future looking (laughs) jackets by far my favorite video for sure (laughs) and then these like glasses they're like plastic yes. like visor glasses that have about 80 different settings of like the colors you can Flashing put on lights, them yes um and we agreed when we filmed it we're like no smiling yeah this is like the not. most serious we've ever been yeah. and this feature the is future like, is very stoic yeah, yeah like you know me redoing these like weird like robotic <laughs> dance moves and stuff like that <laughs> so when people like as you know when i send people our videos I hesitate to send this one first because it's kind of got a budget feel to it. Oh, yes. I mean, but that's, that's like a good point. the point yes. is that it's just kind of wacky. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like if you've seen some of the other, like other like very high quality stuff you've done, this is high quality too. But mm-hmm. it's just like, are these guys for real? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> you have to know us first really to, really, to understand that this, like we're being funny. You You're know? right. I have sent this to a couple friends and their first reaction is kind of like, what is this? Yeah. What am I looking at? <laughs> Without any context, yeah, it's exactly. Kind of out there. Well, this one this has been really fun, and you know, I'm sure we'll, we can do it again. You know, because like there's a, a lot more to talk about. There here. is, and yeah. we didn't even cover all of our songs. So, right. again, check them on the, out on the website tcwd.org. It's actually really easy to get to. Just click on watch. Uh, at the top tab, and then one of the things that comes up is the songs of TCYD. You can see all the music videos there. And then, like I said, just search Spotify for or whatever for TCYD, and you can listen to all of them. So um, it's been really fun, Eric. It's been super fun. And um, it's been a good trip down memory lane, too, <laughs> yes. like of how these things came to be. So yeah. well, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>